Never miss a single podcast by signing up for our newsletter at myfeminineheart.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another podcast of My Feminine Heart. And we are here with Samantha Etheridge. Samantha, thank you so much for taking your time for this um, podcast today. Well, thank you for inviting me. It's an honor to be on your show. We, we think you're absolutely wonderful, and the messages that you're sending out to the transgender community has been absolutely awesome. And uh, I'm really thrilled that you have invited me to do this today. I really am. Oh, I'm so honored to have you here and so excited to share the story of your transition. I feel like this is becoming a, a three-parter because we had your fiancé on, uh, Stephanie Ward, a few weeks ago. Yeah. And mm-hmm. our goal had been to eventually have you two on together. So when this airs the following Tuesday, I'm going to have the two of you on to join live for Trans Tuesday so that people can actually ask questions of what it's like for, you know, to fall in love through transitioning. I'm so looking forward to that because it has been such a wonderful experience for both of us. And, uh, and I think it speaks volumes to the transgender community that yes, uh, finding love is possible. You know, it's something I think a lot of transgender people think will never happen in their life because I was one of those people. And uh, it does, it does happen. And and it's absolutely wonderful. Yeah, I am very excited to share your love story. Um, But for now, we're gonna talk about you. And I just wanted to say a very big thank you. For those of you who are watching the video right now, you'll notice that Samantha has a gorgeous tan. And are those seashells around your neck? They are. (laughs) (laughs) Because this beautiful woman is talking to me while on vacation at the beach. So uh, we're, we're we're having a wonderful time. The weather's been absolutely beautiful. It got a little windy this morning, you know, but yesterday was great, and this afternoon it's been wonderful. And we're having margaritas now. It's now margarita hour here at the beach, so we're having margaritas, and uh, and we're just having a really good time. I'm here with my fiance Stephanie, of course, and another friend of ours uh, is joined us, uh, Ashley Page. Uh, she's down here with us also, and she's actually down at the beach at the moment. Me and her have been down there all morning long. And so, uh, it, actually, we got there like at 9 o'clock this morning. <laughs> we were kind of excited to go. <laughs> That's me. I am, like, usually the first one down at the beach planting my umbrella and flag, and, like, this is where I'm sitting the whole rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, please yeah, we, we have our little chairs and our umbrella, big umbrella, and we have a, a really cute guy who's taking care of us for today and Ashley just like really I think likes him <laughs> but that's another story <laughs> well give Ashley a great big hug for me please she we have oh, also we have featured her yeah. transition journey on the show too and she oh mm-hmm. my goodness what a story she has had she has crossed the world and the country and her journey is just and it's truly unique and amazing well you know I think that's true for most transgender uh, people uh, all of our stories, yes, they have a lot of similarities, but also they're very unique and special for each one of us. We all have our own journeys that we go through, and uh, but we also have so much in common, and and so we have so much to connect with, you know. And so I think that's what really makes Stephanie and I's relationships is so special, because we have so much in common and things that we can connect with on a deeper level, you know, than we would with someone else. 
I agree. And, you know, a lot of times I'm a chronological person. I like to start these transition journeys asking, like, where were you born? Where did you grow up? Mm -hmm. But actually, I'd love to start with what is your life like right now? Because you have uprooted and transplanted your life for love. Uh, so, you know, yeah, what does what's a, the daily life look for you? Well, you know, uh, it's so much different than, than my life before because I was involved in the uh, kind of a corporate world in Atlanta. I, I grew up and lived in Atlanta, Georgia my whole life. And uh, so moving here to Arkansas was a big change for me. <laughs> uh, but, I, you know, I, I, I was working in the corporate corporate atmosphere, you know, in the Atlanta market. And, uh, and I'm at a point in my life where I could leave financially. I was able to. And... Uh, and so when we talked about it, we, we long distance dated for two years, just so everybody knows. It was a very uh, awesome uh, romance and, and dating relationship that we had. And it gave us the opportunity to travel and, and do things. But we long distance dated and we finally decided that if we really wanted to go our relationship to be where we wanted to go, then one of us would have to move. And, of course, it was me. <laughs> and so here I am uh, in Arkansas. And basically, I, I have change from being a kind of a corporate type of person to now I'm just a almost everyday housewife. <laughs> I, I stay home. I, I take care of the house. You know, I help with the kids. I wash clothes. I cook dinners. You know, we've had a lot of remodel projects around the home that we have done and I've, I've overseen that, you know, and, and work with contractors because I have a lot of background in that area. Yeah. Are and, you a handy uh, person? I am a very handy person, which thank God Stephanie needed somebody in her life that is a handy person because she is not, <laughs> uh, she is so not a handy person. So I can do just about anything. There's not much I don't know how to do, you know, and, and it surprises her all the time because she'll say, do you know how to do this? And I just look at her and go, really, did you ask that? <laughs> you know, so yeah, I am a handy person. I think everybody needs that person in their life somewhere. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, life is really good. You know, she still works. And uh, so she leaves very early in the morning. She's home late in the evening. And I always have dinner ready when she comes in the door unless we're planning something different. And, uh, you know, so we can have time once we are through with dinner so we can have time together and relax together and enjoy, you know, our time together. And, but, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much retired as a housewife. <laughs> it's a whole new profession for me. <laughs> Learning no, no. how to cook. Okay. How have the neighbors um, and the people in Stephanie's circle, how have they accepted you? What's life like socially? You know, life is, honestly, it's been very good. I've been very surprised with the people who live here. You know, Arkansas is a very small state compared to Georgia. They have the entire state of Arkansas has less people than the metro area of Atlanta does. You know, really? so it's a lot. Yes, it's a lot smaller. And we live north of Little Rock, which is the big city. We live in a town called Conway, and uh, but it's a very nice town, but it's a very small town. So we live in small town USA, you know. And uh, but the people here are really nice, and I have gotten to know a lot of the neighbors, you know, which was kind of surprising because Stephanie really didn't know a lot of her neighbors. But since I've moved there, we have kind of turned that around, 
And now we know a lot of the people in the neighborhood. I've become very good friends with a couple of them. And thank goodness one of them has a pool in her backyard, and me and her hang out quite a bit together. <laughs> uh, so it's been wonderful. You know, I'm making connections and meeting people, I've absolutely loved it. You know, that's what I did in Atlanta when I was working in Atlanta. I made connections and met people and built friendships with people as Samantha, as a transgender woman. And uh, it was absolutely great. I loved it. Now, you were, you were social as Samantha. Were you this much of a social butterfly and, and building your life, making connections before you transitioned? Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> I don't know why, but I wasn't. Uh, I, would, I would be one of those people that you would see in a crowd, you know, at a social event. That would be the wallflower standing on the wall, you know, and just kind of just staying by themselves. That would be me. Uh, but now my life is changed so dramatically since I have uh, transitioned and uh, Samantha, I've given Samantha room to grow and to blossom and to be herself. And it has absolutely changed everything about my personality. I am now very much a social person. I love meeting people. I love talking with people, you know, and there's really nothing I won't talk about, you know, uh, which is good because I like to share with people whenever they feel the need for me to share. So I, I, I really have enjoyed it. It's, it's been great. Do you, since you are so open and social, especially with your, your neighbors, do you have anybody that comes to you and asks you what it means to be transgender? Yeah, I mean, for the most part, the, the, most of the neighbors have not really, you know, approached me with those questions. They are just very friendly. They'll talk to me when I'm out in the neighborhood walking the dog or just, you know, I go for runs and go for walks and I go bike riding. And uh, so when they see me out, they'll just talk to me for a minute here and there. But I do have one special friend down the street. Her name is Wendy. And uh, I hang out with her quite a bit. We have cocktail hours, which, you know, we got to have our cocktail hours. <laughs> and uh, and so we, me and her hang out and have cocktails. And she has the pool. And we hang out in her pool uh, occasionally. But her husband actually has approached me you know, while we was in the pool one afternoon and, and wanted to talk about what it was like to be transgender because they have never met anybody that was transgender. And, uh, you know, he just felt comfortable enough that he, you know, thought he could just ask. He said, would you mind if I ask you some questions? And I said, absolutely not. And so he was, once he got his questions answered, he was, oh, okay, no big deal. You know, he was good. <laughs> so, yeah, it happens occasionally. Does that bother you or do you enjoy answering those questions? No, I think it's a part of who, you know, I would hope that most transgender people would feel this way, but I think it's part of who we are. I think we have the responsibility to let, to educate people and to answer questions and not be offended by anything they might ask. You know, because really and truly most people just don't understand because they don't have the background and the knowledge of a transgender people or the community at all and uh he's never met anybody transgender so he was very curious you know about a lot of things but once you know we talked you know he was perfectly fine with you know who i am as a person no problems at all so i look forward to it i look forward to opportunities where i can if somebody has questions and they are open enough to listen and to try to understand and i will more than happy to talk to them about it that's wonderful. That's wonderful. I can't imagine anyone turning away from you with anything but a smile. You are the most pleasant person to chat with. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. 
You know, I, it, it's really kind of funny because I, you know, I was actually talking to Ashley about it. You know, I, I, there's walking a path that the city has all throughout the city of Conway, and there's one very close to our home that I go to and walk quite a bit on. And uh, I met several people out there walking, and I met one lady, and we just started talking, and she said, you know, there's something different about you. And I said, yes, there is something different about me. I said, I'm, I'm a transgender woman, you know. She goes, oh, really? She goes, you're beautiful. You're absolutely wonderful. She goes, I, I, I didn't know, but I knew there was something different. And, and I said, well, you know, I'm different, but I'm not different. You know, I said, I'm, I'm, I feel as much as a woman as you do, you know, but unfortunately, I just wasn't biologically born a woman. And we talked just a little bit about it, but she was perfectly fine. And she goes, you know what? You seem like a really nice person. Anytime you want to go walking, please call me. You know, and just I run into people like that all the time. Wow. Yeah. It's, it seems like you are living the dream life right now, the dream retired life too, where you're getting to, to make your day your own. And, you know, I just came back from vacation myself and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, talking to a bunch of people that are struggling so much right now. And I was so excited to see, you know, your pictures that you, it's not just you and Stephanie, but that you're down at the beach with your girlfriends. That must be such a treat, especially now during COVID. It is, and uh, of course, we're being safe as we possibly can. We're we're staying, you know, keeping our distance from people, and we're eating outside when we go to eat. Uh, but the beach has really been nice. Uh, they've done a really good job of helping keep people, you know, separated and safe. And we feel very good out there. You know, we don't feel like we are in crowds at all. You know, right here where we're at, it's a very good area, and uh, so we feel really good. So we're really enjoying the get away for change because it's been a while. It's been a long while. We've, we've had a, several events planned this year that we've had to cancel because of this. And uh, so it's nice that we finally were able to get away for a few days. Oh, I agree. I agree. So the life that you're living now, could you have envisioned this for yourself when you were younger? No. Uh, and I think I'm probably not the only one that would say that. When you're younger, especially at my age, because I'm very much older, you know, than a lot of people, believe it or not. And uh, the generation I grew up in, I was very confused for most of my life as to who I was uh, and why I had these feelings and these desires and this yearning to want to look, you know, at like a woman. And uh, and so it was a really big struggle for me just about my whole life. Uh, so, no, I never would have envisioned my life like this, but I can tell you this. It's, I think it's been about four years, almost five now that I have started to transition and transition, and I'm absolutely living my best life right now. I mean, it couldn't be better. I am the happiest I've ever been. Even my mother, bless her heart, she's the sweetest lady now. Before, me and her really didn't talk a lot. Now we talk all the time. She thinks I'm like the absolutely most wonderful person ever, just like she's got a daughter that she never knew she had, you know? Really? How how did you come out to your mother? Well, I think I told you this one time before. <laughs> I think you got the laugh out of it. But uh, I actually, I wrote her a letter, you know, and just uh, explained it to her, you know, that, hey, uh, you know, this is something that uh, it's always, I've always been this person, you know, but I was afraid to let people know. I said, but I'm transgender. And I had, I had to put it in very simple terms because my mother is 82 years old, you know, and she, uh, you know, so you had to keep things really simple for her. 
And so I kept it as simple as I could and explained it to her. But I also sent pictures. You know, I said, this is who I am. And said, this is who I've always been. I was just afraid to let people know this is who I've always been. So so uh, when you say you sent a letter, this wasn't, you didn't sit mom down and say, "I, I have a letter, but I'd like to explain. You put a letter and pictures in the mail with no warning. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes. So your 82-year-old mother just goes to the mailbox and she pulls this out with like her gas bill. Okay. Yeah. 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 And that worked and, uh, for her. It, it worked. It worked great for her. She called me on the phone and she goes, I got your letter. You know, I said, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I said, what do you think? And she goes, well, you know what? She goes, I have to say that you're, you're, I think you're absolutely beautiful. She goes, you know, you look a lot like me when I was younger. Yeah, I, you know, I think we look a lot, a lot, a lot. She goes, she goes, and I said, and you don't have a problem? She goes, well, no, I don't. She goes, the only thing I want to know is, are you happy? I said, absolutely, I'm happy. I said, I'm the happiest I've ever been. She goes, well, then, honestly, nothing else really matters, does it? That's and amazing. She was, has been perfectly fine. I just went home a few weeks ago uh, to visit. And I stayed with her for a couple of nights. She still lives in the same little house we grew up in, uh, which is amazing because it's actually not a very good area in Decatur, Georgia. But she still lives there. And uh, and I stayed with her for a couple of nights. And uh, it was the first time, because I left house home at 17 years old. And it's the first, so I guess everybody's going to guess my age now. But it was the <laughs> first time I had stayed in that house in 43 years. I have not stayed overnight in that house in 43 years. Oh, my goodness. So you left home young. Yes, very young. I was still in high school. (laughs) Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So We had a little difficult in our family, difficulty in our family for my mother and father, unfortunately, and they divorced. Uh, And and me and my brother and little sister, you know, kind of got caught up in it a little bit and, uh, I was a little bit of a rebel and a wild child back then, so I ended up leaving home and uh, finished high school on my own the last two years, uh, and I did graduate, (laughs) Uh, but I got off to a little bit of a rough start, uh, you know, but I made it. I made it through. Now, you ended up having a pretty long commitment in your life. You were a firefighter for how many years? 28 years with the Gwinnett County Fire Department in EMS service. I was a firefighter and a paramedic. Uh, I eventually uh, made rank and made the rank of lieutenant while I was in charge of a station. But I was also a paramedic and uh, spent time on the EMS units because in Gwinnett County, we run the fire in EMS for the county. And so uh, I had a really good career there. But it was also a little bit of a difficult career because I had this person living inside of me that that couldn't live the life that she wanted to live. And it made it really difficult in my career because the fire department is a very male-dominated, or it used to be. It's not as much now, but back then it was a very male-dominated career, very physically uh, demanding career. And and it made it, you know, difficult for me to express myself in the ways I wanted to. I really couldn't, you know, and I had to really suppress it. And, and of course, you know, all transgender people know this, but you don't su- really suppress it. It comes out, you know, in phases and in periods of your life. And, and, uh, and that person is there, but you have to hide that person from everybody else. And I did that my whole career there. 
Were you attracted to the fire department because it was so masculine? I don't think that was the case at first, uh, because honestly, I really, when I first got hired, I really didn't know a lot about the fire department. I was very young and kind of uneducated about it, so I just kind of fell into it. Mm -hmm. But as I went on in my career, yes, uh, I would I would try to do anything to prove to myself that I was masculine, a masculine type person, you know, even though I had this femininity hiding underneath the surface, I would do things to try to prove to myself that I was, you know, the guy or masculine. I would take on any assignment, you know, that was a, any, any degree of difficulty to it. Uh, I served on several uh, special teams, uh, you know, that were very physically demanding. I was on a high angle rope rescue team, you know, we did a lot of uh, building rescues and cliff rescues and all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, I was on uh, advanced search and rescue teams and took training in that, which was very, very difficult. Uh, anything to try to prove to myself that, you know, hey, you're not that person. This is who you are. And, and of course, it never worked. It, <laughs> thank goodness <laughs> it never worked. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for everything that you did for all that service. And I feel like, you know, we have a lot of parents watching and, you know, you as a parent, you know, so many worry about their children. So to hear mm -hmm. how you went from leaving home at 17, finishing high school on your own, and then going into such a courageous and service-oriented career and for so long and so successfully. I think there's a lot of people who are listening to this just as parents saying, well, you know, my, my child may be having a rough time, but, you know, that doesn't mean it may be rough forever. And then look, and you're, exactly. over, you know, saying, yeah. are you happy? Like how happy you are now. Yeah. But you didn't just retire from the fire department just now. When did you leave the fire department? You know, I was very lucky uh, at my, the point in my career, the, uh, the service I worked for, they were looking to uh, give people an option to retire early. And so I qualified for that early retirement. So I took it. And uh, because, you know, I was I was at a point in my career where I, I was ready for a change. That it really takes a toll on you mentally and physically to be in that profession. It's a very stressful profession. And we were a very busy department, you know, and you're up you know, all hours of the night, you know, every, I worked every third day, but it was a 24 hour shift and it could be very demanding. And uh, so I was, I was ready for something new. I was already working in a, another field part-time in the pest control industry. And so uh, I took the early retirement and, and it was a very good early retirement because I could draw my pension immediately, which was nice. Uh, but I went to work in the private sector immediately after, and that was in 2009. And I spent, you know, 10 years in the private sector working as management, you know, upper management. When you were in the fire department, did you dream about retiring to transition? Or in that time, were you still thinking that that was never in the cards for you? You know, I was still thinking it was never in the cards. I was hoping it would get better. And it did, you know, because it gave me more personal time, you know, at home, you know, to be myself that, you know, I was still struggling with and still trying to identify with and understand because I was still at a, even in 2009, I was still at a point in my life where I really just didn't understand who I was. You know, I was really struggling with it and, and had a, was having a really hard time, you know, understanding, you know, and wanting to be somebody that, you know, I just didn't know how to, how to do it. 
uh, I was very uh, unaware of the transgender community. I was, I felt like as a transgender person that I was one of a few, and there wasn't many of us out there. And and uh, and I would probably never transgen transition because I didn't even know any other transgender people. You know, I, that's I felt like really I was on an island all by myself. That's interesting to hear because you're from Atlanta, which has a huge transgender population and famously for years was the host of the SCC conference. Yes. You know, and I didn't even know about it. It was right down the street from where I live, you know, about 20, 30 minutes away from my house. And I never even knew that it was happening. I didn't know anything about it. it. It really is. It's crazy. And what's crazy is all those years Stephanie was attending, you know, that conference, you know, just right down the road from where I lived and never knew it. (laughs) So it was kind of funny when we got together and she realized where I lived at. She goes, you know, I've been coming here forever. (laughs) And here you are. That's amazing. So um, so you left being a firefighter. You went into the private sector in this pest control company, but you hadn't mm-hmm. transitioned yet. What does the, your personal life look for you um, around this time? Because you're, you're a parent of like several yes, children. I am. Yes, I have several children and uh, I have five daughters. Okay, everybody, you know, hold your seat here. I have five daughters, four granddaughters and one grandson and I have two grandsons on the way that are due in October. Yay. Yay. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, so so I'm a grandparent, you know, I'm a I'm a parent and a grandparent. Uh and I was around all these girls my whole life, you know. Uh didn't think I was ever gonna have a grandchild, grandson, but now I, I do have one and two more on the way, which is awesome. But yeah, I uh and unfortunately I to have all these children. I was married several times too. And that proved to be difficult in my life also. Uh, two marriages uh, ended, you know, just under normal circumstance. I don't guess you call it normal, but not because I was transgender. The last two ended because I was transgender and, and, and it come out, you know, and it was something that they just could not accept. You know, it wasn't the person that they knew, wasn't the person that they married. And, you know, and it just, the relationship just couldn't work with me being transgender, you know, for them. And uh, I completely understood that, but it didn't make it any easier. You know, it was still hard, but I do understand. In your other two marriages, had you been out in the marriage? No. No. You mean the last two? The two that were not divorces because you were trans. Did those no, no, wives not? I had never been out before until the last two. And that's when, you know, in private, in secret, that, you know, I would dress as often as I could. And eventually it become known that I was dressing as often as I could. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, and to give them credit, you know, they had tried to understand, but it just is something that they just couldn't you know for whatever reason i was actually married to one person for 15 years you know and she just couldn't accept it you know it was just too much now did either of those spouses know that you were trans before you got married or they found out after you were married no they found out afterwards yeah like a long time afterwards yeah and so it wasn't something that we went into the marriage that they knew about up front they didn't know about it up front and if I was going to be anybody, a little piece of advice, you know, that's out there in the world and thinking about, you know, dating somebody or getting married 
and you have these feelings inside and you're not transitioned, you know, you're really not sure, it would be very wise to have that discussion up front because from what my experience and the people that I have met and the people that I know in my circle of friends, you know, uh, which I know quite a few in Atlanta and we travel to different conferences and we met a lot of people. In my experience, at some point in your life, if you feel this way, it is going to come out, you know, and it's not secrets that you can keep forever. You know, it is going to come out. And so it would be, you know, it would be so much better for you and for the person that maybe you care about that you have those conversations right at the very beginning, you know, and, and let them know, okay, I do have these feelings. This is where I'm at with it. I don't know where it's going to go, but they're there, you know, and it is part of me. Yeah. Very profound advice. And thank you so much for sharing that. I know that's, you know, um, not probably the happiest memory, but I always like to ask people, you know, if you had one piece of advice to share, what would it be? And I think that that's, I, I have, um, you know, clients that I work with who struggle with that. And it's scary, the idea of, um, you know, potentially losing people in your life when you, especially your significant other, when you transition. Uh, so mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I commend you for sharing that. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. So, to the, <laughs> so um, you know, you you are a parent. You are a grandparent. You've got two grandbabies on the way. So that means two of your children are having babies at the same time. Yes, both of them are due in October, and uh, and we have a very good relationship. I have a good relationship with both of those two daughters, uh, and they one of them already has a grandchild or I have a grandchild with her uh, she already has a daughter uh, two daughters an older and a younger daughter and uh, I get to see them you know quite every time I visit Atlanta and when I've lived in Atlanta and my other daughter Jessica this is her first baby you know but she's very excited and she's excited for me to be there when she has the baby which is very nice uh, and her mother knows about me you know and she's fine uh, so I'm very much looking forward to it and, and getting to spend some more time back in Atlanta when they have the babies uh, with them. You know, that's going to be really nice. But, you know, it's not all roses. Uh, there, I do have other daughters who uh, just can't accept who I am. Uh, I have one daughter that actually has two daughters and a son. And um, unfortunately, you know, she doesn't want me to see them because, you know, she's afraid they won't understand or, it might be damaging in some way, you know, just, I don't really understand it. She just has excuses, you know. We will talk every once in a while. She will, you know, message with me once in a while. But as far as going any farther than that, she really doesn't want to. Yeah. And then I have two other daughters that don't talk to me at all. So, yeah, when you transition, it's a risk, you know. But are, are you willing to, to take it? And is it going to be worthwhile in your life? Me personally, it was. I knew there was going to be problems, but I knew there would be even more problems if I kept hiding who I was. If I if I didn't let myself be who I really am, you know, and live the life that I've always known I wanted to live and be the person that I've always been, but I've had to keep them secret from everybody. And and not having that secret in your life. It's so much freeing, and you I mean, you don't have any idea how freeing that is to have no more secrets, not hiding from people anymore, not lying to people anymore about things, and just being yourself every single day with people. 
uh, even with your family. Even though there's a lot of people that lose those contacts and I've lost some, it's still worth it to me to do it. You know, it's worth my happiness. It's worth taking that chance and that risk for because if I'm not happy, then the people around me aren't happy. And my daughters have told me that. That's, really? You know, they have, yes, they have told me, said, you know, before, as our dad, which I'm still their dad, but before as our dad growing up, you were kind of harsh. You know, you were a little bit hard on us. You know, you wasn't a very nice person all the time. And now you are like the most happy person we know. I mean, you are, you're just wonderful. You know, you're happy and you're, and you've changed so much, you know, we love being around you. And that wasn't always the case before because I was not happy because I was having to live a life I didn't want to live. And I was having to live as somebody I didn't want to be. And and so my whole personality and everything has changed and for the better. So would knowing the relationships that you've lost, would you change anything? No, I wouldn't. Uh, and not because I don't love my children. I do. I love them very much. I would do anything for them. But there's a point in your life where you have to decide, is it more important for them to be happy or is it more important for you to be happy? You know, because if you're happy, then it's going to make other people around you happy. But if you're not, that relationship's never going to be what you want it to be. Uh, so I, my happiness does not depend on their happiness. You know, if they can't understand or at least try to understand and, and ask questions and try to work through it, you know, that's them. It's not me. Yeah. Uh, I'm willing to, you know, do anything, you know, sit down and talk and, and do anything it would take, you know, to keep that relationship. But I'm not going to force anybody to do that. Mm-hmm. You know? And I give you an example. My brother, I have an older brother. Yeah. And uh, he's a year older. And me and him growing up, we didn't have the best relationship. You know, we fought a lot as, you know, teenagers and as young adults and never really got along. And uh, talked very little, maybe a couple of times throughout the year, maybe holidays, you know, see each other here and there. But really not all that close at all. And uh, since I have transitioned, we have become absolutely best friends. He thinks that, you know, I hung the moon. He absolutely loves everything about me. He calls me all the time, whereas before, I think maybe he would call me once a year, if that much. And I would call him maybe once or twice a year. But now we talk every single week. Oh, my God. We don't talk. Yeah. Uh, he still lives in Georgia. And, uh, and you know, we can't wait to see each other when we have the opportunity. You know, whereas before, we could care less. <laughs> you know? Oh, is he like uh, but, a, very, a very progressive person? Not really. No, he's not. But for some reason, me transitioning and being Samantha had just opened his eyes to something. And he, for some reason, he just likes me so much better now. I don't know. It's maybe because I look better, you know, or maybe because I'm happier. You know, I think I look a lot better now than I did before. I think you've seen my before and after pictures. <laughs> I, I might have. I might have. Um, but I, I have to say, it has to be just how happy you are. I mean, the, you I are a magnet for happiness. And you talk about people just coming up to you and chatting with you at the grocery store. You talk about your daughters saying how you're just a happier parent now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So 
You know, I thank you. I know it's it's a difficult thing to share, and nobody ever wants to lose a relationship with anyone, especially their their children. Um, but you know, your story is gonna affect and help so many people. And I love that you're still, you know, at any point that you can chat with them, that you can help bring them over. You're there, but you still wouldn't change and not be the happy Samantha that you are now. No, I, you know, I finally figured out, and I have, I, I, honestly, I did have professional help to help me get to where I am today. Uh, if I hadn't have met the person, uh, my therapist, uh, she's an absolutely wonderful, beautiful person. If I hadn't have met her, I don't know if I would be here right now. But luckily, I found her, and she uh, was uh, specialized in transgender therapy and uh, was absolutely wonderful in holding my hand and leading me through this journey. You know, and telling me, you know, always telling me, yes, you can, because I was always saying, no, I can't. You know, I don't know how many times I said, no, I can't do that. No, I can't do that. And she would say, it's going to be okay if she can. And she just kept believing in me until I believed in myself. And I ended up, you know, I, the, by transitioning, I, that was one of those, no, I can't, you know, transitioning at work, you know, and she goes, you'll get there. And I was like, I'll never be able to transition at work. And she just kept leading me, you know, and, and, and counseling with me. And I finally did. I transitioned at work. And it was a wonderful experience. It was not the fear and the, you know, the dread of what I thought was going to happen. None of that happened. And I think that's true for most transgender people. We live in fear our whole life. And fear controls our emotions and our actions and our inability to move forward in our life. You know, it, it just it has such a powerful grip on you. And uh, overcoming that fear and taking those first steps and proving to yourself that, yes, you can, makes a huge difference in your life. And it did for me. And, uh, and I successfully transitioned. The company I worked for was an international company, and they were more than willing to help me through the transition process. And they even helped me find a better job than the one I had, you know, in the Atlanta market, you know. And I got to work with other girls. You know, the field I was working in was a male-dominated field again, like the fire department. But I moved into another uh, department that was mainly female-dominated. And I was a, a manager, operations manager, and I had a team of girls that worked with me and for me. And we worked all around the Atlanta market in the interior plant design business and uh, maintenance. And uh I had an absolutely wonderful time doing it. I did it for two years before I finally moved here in, in Arkansas with Stephanie. But the two years I did it was absolutely wonderful. I loved it. I, I was out meeting people in the Atlanta area. I was meeting with my girls out in the field, working with them. I was meeting these very high corporate profile people because we had a lot of big accounts in the Atlanta area, you know, all the hospitals and hotels and stuff like that. And uh, I was really enjoying finally being free and being able to live as Samantha and work as Samantha and interact with people as Samantha. It was the most freeing, wonderful thing that has ever happened to me. That's awesome. And what a, a crazy change. And you go from one of the most masculine career environments possible where like 24 hours a day you're with other uh, firefighters, just men hanging out at the station. And then you go to the private sector, you transition, and you spend your entire workday managing and being surrounded by this team of women. Wow. Yeah. 
And even my manager that I work for, my district manager, uh, Nate, and she was absolutely wonderful. I love her to death. You know, I, my boss was a female. <laughs> and so the whole office, you know, and what was funny is uh, before I transitioned, you know, the, the office that I started reporting to had people there that uh, knew me before but didn't know me after. And so when I started reporting to that office, you know, and started introducing myself to them, they were like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> this is, you were, and now you're, and, you know, it was, it was a learning experience for them, too, <laughs> you know, eye-opening experience. But it was funny. I had a lot of fun with it. And that's the thing about it. I, I tend to have fun with people with things like this. And I, one of my best friends, his name is Earl, he's a, a district manager in the pest control business. He worked in that office. And uh, he didn't know, you know, about me transitioning until I showed up at that office. And I just went into his office and sat down, you know, one day when I had to come in for some training. And I, and I just looked at him and said, hey, Earl, how you doing? <laughs> what did he say? And he looked at me and he goes, I heard a rumor, and it's true. I can't believe this. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he just, he, you know, we laughed. You know, we cut up and laughed, you know, and I poked fun at him he poked fun at me you know <laughs> and you know and we still remain best friends you know he's a great person but he was a baptist preacher on the side also you know so <laughs> yeah so, uh, so yeah i really rocked his world to say the least <laughs> i'd say i'd say look at all like the microclimates that you're changing like your relationship with earl his relationship with his congregation this is amazing yeah now, yeah. have, um, have you left your firefighter life behind or have you gone back and stayed in touch with any of your old uh, workmates? You know, I, um, I tried to stay in touch with some of them and I talked with some of them and explained to them, you know, who I am and what has happened in my life and <clears throat> shared pictures with them. And, uh, and unfortunately, they just couldn't accept it. You know, they couldn't, the quote that I got from most of them was they just can't wrap their head around it, you know, because I'm not that person. They go, you're not that person. I go, yes, I am this person. They go, no, that's not the person we know. That's not who you was in the fire department. So you was really good at your job. You did all these crazy things. You know, you, you was on all these teams and you, you was a lieutenant, you know, and you did this and did that. I said, yes, I did. I said, and I was good at my job. I said, but this person was always there. You know, and I kept it hidden really well. You learned to do that over the years, you know, because I did it my whole adult life. I said, you learned to hide it. I said, but this is who I really and truly am. And they, they had a really hard time with it. They really did. Well, you know, it's funny that they have a hard time because what you did took so much courage in the fire department, you know, the high wire stuff and, and all the, mm -hmm. the things that you did in running into burning buildings and, and transitioning and, and risking and going after the life that you wanted. That takes just as much courage. I commend you so much for that. I, I agree. I think it does. Uh, uh, anybody who you know, has these feelings and they really feel like they're, they're true and real and it's not something, you know, that they feel like, you know, they should hide anymore. It takes a lot of courage to take that step and say, I, I want to be the real me. I want to I stop being somebody I'm not, you know, I've always been this person and this is who I need to be. It's, it's a huge step and it, and it takes a lot of courage and it takes a lot of determination to say, I'm not going to give up because it's not always going to be easy. It's not roses. Trust me. I, my transition had a lot of bumps along the way. Uh, but 
despite that, I wouldn't change it for nothing, absolutely nothing. Um, like I said, I'm living my best life now, and uh, I just I, I wish, in a way, it would have changed a lot of things that have happened in my life. But I I so wish I would have had the education to know more about the transgender community a long time ago, where maybe I would have transitioned a lot earlier and maybe have been a lot happier for a lot longer, you know, versus, you know, where I'm at now. But, uh, but I, I just didn't know. And unfortunately I just didn't know, you know, now you have information at your fingertips, you know, on your phone, you can look up anything and learn about anything you want to. Uh, I didn't have that type of information available to me till, you know, maybe mid late nineties, you know, and even still then, I still didn't know what I was looking for, or what I was asking, you know, what questions to ask. I didn't know. You know I was kind of lost. Oh, that's amazing. Well, what does, so, you know, you're living your best life now. You've been through such a climb, such a journey. What does the next year, five years, 10 years look like for you? You know what? Uh, it's just living every day being the best person I can be to everyone that I meet uh, and me and Stephanie enjoying our life together. We both love to travel, go places and do things. And uh, we have so much in common. You know, we love to go hiking and traveling and biking, all kinds of stuff together. And I can just see that continuing, you know, uh, us having that wonderful relationship, you know, and continue to do things together. But also uh, looking for opportunities to either help someone else along the way or to just let the people that we meet in everyday life in the community we live in, let them know, you know, who we are, you know, and that, hey, we're okay. You know, there's nothing to be afraid of. We're okay. <laughs> you know, we're, we're people just like you. You know, there's nothing wrong with us. You know, that's what I look forward to. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And I'm such a big believer that when you put something out in the universe, and you say you want to help somebody or you're looking for something, that's going to come back. So get ready. I think a lot of advocacy and volunteer opportunities are going to be coming your way. Well, you know, Arkansas needs it because as far as I know, there's not a lot of trans people, you know, in that I know of in the Arkansas area, you know, and, uh, you know, we need that recognition, you know, we need that, uh, voice in the community, you know, that, that let the community and the local governments and people know that, yes, we are out there. We, you know, we, we're here and you don't have to be afraid because we're here. We're not going to hurt anybody. We don't want anything special. We just want to live our life like everybody else does and be the person we are, you know. Uh, you know, I, I don't ask for anything special from anybody. I just want to be me. That's all. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I, I can't thank you enough for your time, for taking your margarita hour from the beach <laughs> <laughs> to come in and share your story for the show. Thank you so very much. Oh, you're quite welcome. Yeah. Thank you I, for allowing me to do it. Oh, it's my pleasure. You, you have both been such great supporters, and I can't wait to have you on the next Trans Tuesday to talk about your relationship together and, and share that with our audience. Um, but for now... I will let you get back to the beach and the girls and the margaritas enjoy this vacation. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm so much enjoying it. You know, like I said, it's been a while and we really needed this. So it's been absolutely wonderful to be here. 
But I really enjoyed talking with you and, and having this opportunity to share a little bit of my life. You know, there's really nothing all that special about it. Uh, but allow me to share a little bit. But I'm really looking forward to the opportunity to share with me and Stephanie as a couple. To me, I think that's really special, you know, in the transgender community, you know, because I think that's one of the things that transgender people really struggle with is relationships. You know, they, they have those doubts that I'm never going to find somebody for me being transgender. You know, guys aren't going to like me. Girls aren't going to like me. What am I going to do? You know, but yes, you can. And it does happen and it can happen for you too. What an, what an inspiration. Thank you so much. So listeners tune in with us trans Tuesday, and then you can chat with both these beautiful ladies and, you know, get all the, the love and the inspiration you need to pursue your best life and to find your soulmate uh, for all of you out there. Thank you so much for tuning in with us. I hope you have a beautiful day and we will catch you in the next episode. Thanks guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Join our mission of outreach, education, and support for the transgender community at myfeminineheart.com.